Welcome to episode three of Topical with Michael Schaefer. My guest today is a very funny comedian and friend, Aidan Jones. We spoke about how Joe Rogan has done it again. He said something dumb about Australia and now I might be going to jail for my lemon tree. Jordan Peterson stirred more controversy on Twitter. In fact, he's had to quit the platform. And Greg Norman has responded to the Saudis' human rights abuses by saying, we all make mistakes. This is episode three of Topical with Michael Schaefer. That's one all step for podcast. One giant leap for comedy. We are stripped down and ready to go. I'll never surrender. But I ain't spending any time. Please explain. I'm going to. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of Topical. I'm joined today by Aiden Jones. Welcome. <laughs> I want you to know that's the first noise that my fans will hear yeah, from you. Yeah, man. And it'll be the last as well, but they hear before they die. Well, that is the end when of I episode three. <laughs> We'll be back next week with a comedian who actually uh, can speak words. Uh, good. No, I was going to say uh, just before we started that um, it's so funny. I don't know what it is about that noise, but I just like doing it. And like the my old pro- like video that I would send to promoters for like two years from uh, the Newcastle stand in the UK, I opened the set, like they introduced me and I come on and the first laugh I get is I just go... <laughs> that's like my you know i mean it's a strong opener it's a very strong opener <laughs> yeah. you should close with that as well yeah. <laughs> it's a callback if you close with yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are like geez this guy's got a very structured comedian yeah. he somehow sets things up at the start comes back the to them at Stuart the end. lee of like ridiculous noises yeah Aiden, I've got you on the show today to talk about some of the topical stuff that's happened in the news the past week did you see breaking news yesterday that our glorious leader was playing soccer with oh, a bunch of school I children. I loved this. I loved it so much. I sent this to my uh, housemate whose name has the same same name and same uh, last initial as my ex-girlfriend. So I accidentally sent it to my ex-girlfriend and we haven't spoken in like four months. Have brought we, you back together. We, we reconnected and we were talking about that and how much of a fucking idiot that guy is. It was sick. See, these are the stories that the media doesn't report. Yeah. They don't report on how Scott Morrison has brought people together. He's re- he's reconciling differences. He's building bridges. You know, he's bulldozing animosity. <laughs> he could be the most unifying leader we've ever had. I think so. Because both left and right can come together we to enjoy it. him bulldozing yeah, a child. Yeah. yeah, oh my God. It was just so perfect. Perfect. And I saw it, no context, like not on a political page, just on, I don't know how I saw it, but it was on Instagram. And as, as soon as it happened, it yeah. was on every platform. It became a meme so quickly. And, and you can see, because you see behind and you can see who it is. You don't even need to see the face. You just see his fucking dumpy <laughs> fucking marshmallow butt and the tie over the shoulder. And you're like, oh, I know which one of these fucking cunts this is. Tie over the, the, tie shoulder. Over the shoulder. That's classic yeah, boomer man. energy. That's yeah. classic politician trying to do something active. Yeah, let me roll my sleeves up. Yeah. I'm one of the boys. Dude. It's like when he goes to like meet a trade and he rolls his sleeves yeah. up. Like, oh, I'm playing soccer. I'll throw the tie over the shoulder. Yeah, man. I'm ready to roll. Um, and did you see, because uh, I think it's just the same video for everyone. And the video is, it's like a, a, a monitor being filmed. Is that correct? Like the video of it. 
is footage of a TV monitor being filmed. I've seen the TV monitor film, yeah. but I've also seen just actual... Oh, just raw footage. Like, raw footage from the news. Because there were news cameras Oh, there. yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing when you're doing so many press conferences and so many, you know, marketing ops uh-huh. that Scott Morrison is doing uh-huh. that everything is everything. going to be filmed from multiple angles. Yeah. The amount of cameras at that event is so funny because I've insane, seen so it? many photos of it from I would say twelve different angles Man. so far. It's so it's so hilarious that it's so contrived. I mean, that is his skill as a performer, is that even in the most contrived sterile environment, he can make something absolutely insane happen. <laughs> like <laughs> tackling a child to the ground. I think it's really exciting because you just don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, next. man. That's what they that's what they say about labor. They're like, you can't trust labor. Yeah, Who knows yeah. what they're gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. he turns up to a soccer match and literally and falls over his own feet. Latin's a child. How duped did he get by that guy who had the ball? Because it was like the coach had the ball and kicked it. And he didn't even shake his hips. It wasn't like he, you no, know, gave no him shimmy. like a quick one-two. He just kicked the ball and ScoMo was like, oh, I'm going down. <laughs> he must be so bad. If I were Labour, I would turn that into like an attack ad. Yeah. That could be like Scott Morrison unable to adapt to a changing yes, climate. Yes. And then like a grainy black and white footage of him just slowly collapsing. Like a tree. Yeah. Like, like loggers in Queensland that aren't reporting their <laughs> logging things. Scott Morrison is not reporting when he eats shit into the ground. Oh, what I loved about the um, the monitor filming thing is that this was the first one that I watched. And if you watch it with sound, you can hear the people watching the monitor. And the guys clearly watched it a million times <laughs> because when ScoMo hits the kid, you can just hear someone go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my it's so good. That's my second favorite sound effect that you've made so far <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> Ooh, and then the kid goes. <laughs> it's a beautiful piece of comedy. Uh, well, yeah, look, man. that's obviously breaking news. So we got to start with that. But this was also um, pretty big news over the last two days. Did you hear that? According to Joe Rogan, it's now illegal oh. for Australians to grow their own food. Oh, Are you across I this story? I saw a TikTok about this with some guy just going like. That's not the case. Here's the legislation. Like, here's a fact sheet that the government put out about the legislation in response to the misinformation on social media. Insane that they have to do that. Oh, so the government has responded. The government responded with a fact sheet about the proposed legislation going, here's the lo- like what social media is saying. Oh, my and God. And here's the actual... I don't know if it was the government put it out, but it was an official like memorandum or whatever from some fucking... Yeah. How, how annoying... Would it be to be at the government? Totally. Every time uh, a celebrity or just someone with a big platform says something stupid, yeah, you have to come out you know, and put out a, a press statement, yeah. correcting them. It happened with Nicki Minaj, really? about a year or two ago. Remember what she tweeted? My cousin's best friend in Trinidad got the vaccine. And then his balls got so swollen nice. that his fiance dumped him and called off the wedding. Ha, 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 ha. You don't remember this? Big it balls. Was, I do not remember that. That's uh, it's awesome. one of the biggest tweets yeah. in history. It's Amazing. Iconic moments. Uh-huh. And so she put out that tweet. And then uh, I think it was the US government had to come out and say, we don't think that the yeah, vaccine causes... We do not recognise the country of Fiji. We do not believe that it exists. <laughs> we, we don't believe Trinidad exists. Oh, Trinidad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trinidad is... The, that's actually part it's of actually the conspiracy. The, yeah, yeah. This is part of the Nicki Minaj cinematic universe and it's not a real place. 
but the so the U.S. government invited Nicki Minaj to the White House wow. to correct her misinformation, <laughs> and then on top of that, so not only did she, did she mess up the White House uh-huh. and interview with their operations, the health ministry in Trinidad had to investigate because wow. whenever there is a claim of a vaccine side effect, there is yeah. a protocol you have to investigate. Uh-huh. So I just felt so sorry for this poor bloke. Does he exist? I believe he's a real person. Yeah. But I, I think that what he had was not a vaccine side effect. It oh. might have just been an STD yeah, or some form. Yeah, yeah. But so he and had a health minister turn him. up. Yeah, and then apparently his fiance That's dumped sad. him. Again, we're all just going off one Nicki yeah, Minaj yeah, tweet yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but also, I mean, there's got to be stuff going on in the background. You want the full story. Where's the rest of the story? <laughs> it Interview deserves the a guy, documentary. Interview. It does, you know. <laughs> it deserves a documentary. Yeah. What was it? That's like a, an episode of This American Life, I reckon, you know. Like the story was this, but then we talked to the people and actually it was like her dad had died a few years ago and her dad had big balls. And then yes. When the th- yeah. Can you just not plug other podcasts that we're <laughs> on this current podcast, please? We're trying to build our own <laughs> listeners, you know. <laughs> But Joe Rogan came out. So if you haven't seen the clip, I highly recommend everyone go home and watch it. After you finish watching the Scott Morrison uh-huh. loop, watch the Joe Rogan clip. It's one of the most... It's funny watching a guy realise that he's wrong in real time. Oh, really? Because this is what he says. He goes, I read something briefly, but I didn't get into the article, which means he saw a headline, saw a headline. somewhere on the internet. That's crazy. And I always say, if you see a headline, the best thing to do is to just go off that uh-huh. and then go straight onto your podcast yes. and tell 11 million people. Yeah. So he says, they were trying to pass a bill that would outlaw you trying to grow your own food. I think it was New South Wales. And it's pretty funny how he clearly doesn't even know where what or that what. Is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. He's like, but what about Brexit? <laughs> and then he goes on to say that this is just another example of the Australian government trying to impose Man, it's, it's a crazy narrative that they're pushing over there, isn't it? <laughs> They've been going on that for a while. He's like, have you heard what's happening in Australia? It's because they can't leave their homes. I like, watch I watch Fox News quite regularly because I like you? to find out oh, what they're saying sick. about us. Yeah. They come out and they say, you know, Australia's this totalitarian state. Everyone's uh-huh. locked down. No one can leave their houses. If you do, you get shot or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting in my home. Like I've just come back from gym or whatever. I've just come back to do it from a gig. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is... Is this you've just come back from leaving your house <laughs> and growing your own food? <laughs> well, like, so when Joe Rogan said that, I, at first I did panic a little bit because yeah. I was like, "We've got a little herb garden out there. <laughs> <laughs> we got some basil out there. Yeah, and then we've got a lemon tree. Yeah, and can I just say I don't have any control." Over the lemon tree, no. like it just—we just had it when we moved it's just in. There, and it grows. You're going to cut it down. Are Azio going to be coming in? <laughs> Am I going to get a year for every lemon that's on those <laughs> on that tree? So I was at first panicking, but then I realized, oh no, this guy's just a, moron. a moron. And the best thing about the clip is his producer like fact checks him. Sick. Live. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Red band. Is that the name Brian of his producer? Redband? I think it used to be, or maybe he's got a different one now, whatever. Yeah, he, yeah. So his producer is there. To, it's so funny having a guy whose job is almost just there to undermine you in real time. Yeah, that's really funny, isn't <laughs> I it? I can't believe he's still got his yeah, job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. full respect to Joe Rogan yeah. for having a producer there to fact check It's him. crazy that he has that and he understands that he needs a fact checker, but his stupidity is so incisive <laughs> that he still manages to be so wrong and dumb about so many things. So wrong, regardless consi- of that. consistently yeah. wrong. But you got to respect a man who's just consistently wrong and refuses 
uses to <laughs> mess with a win- It's a winning formula, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is clearly a winning formula. So his producer then starts Googling things live and his producer goes, oh, I found something in New Zealand. And then his guest, Joe Rogan's guest, Hotep Jesus, um, goes, oh, New Zealand is like right around the corner from Australia. Mm-hmm. So Hotep is trying to help Rogan yeah, out and yeah. try to build some credibility for him. And then the producer goes, oh, no, it says that this is a fake news story that originated in New Zealand. So Joe Rogan's seen like, you know, illegal to grow yeah, food in yeah, New yeah. Zealand. He's somehow on, confused on with New like South Wales. Stormfront or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stormfront. That's my homepage, Stormfront. <laughs> If anyone doesn't know Stormfront, it's just a very... Is it it's that, like that, a right-wing news It's super anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. I go on there just to find out what we're up to. You oh, know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you've missed a meeting, <laughs> you like go on Stormfront and get the minutes. They take very detailed notes, these yeah, Stormfront yeah, yeah. guys. I, I only found out about the Jewish space laser from Stormfront. Oh, the I wasn't even aware laser. that was ready. Yeah, but uh, Did you hear about the Jewish space I laser? I don't know about the Jewish space laser. Oh, well, just as a bit of a tangent, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, who uh-huh. is uh, a Senate... A, can, a, a senator in the US, I believe, Republican. She's also like a crazy QAnon conspiracist. She came out about two years ago and said that the Jews have like a space laser yeah. that they were using to cause the fires in California. Oh, nice. And I was just very upset that there was clearly a leak in our organization. That makes me really angry that they would use it to do that and now they're not using it to win the war in Ukraine. You know? <laughs> like turn it to the fucking people who need it, you selfish... You know, you I selfish won't. Jews. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are known for our selfishness. Yes. So uh, when Rogan, it becomes apparent to him now that his story is fake. Yeah. So he goes, "It's got to be a real thing. It seems too good to not be." Oh my god. Usually, something seems too good to be true. That's the like is- well, that's the saying. <laughs> yeah. It seems too good to be not, you know, statistically verifiable. <laughs> and then he goes, "It better not be fake." And then he resigns himself to the fact it might be fake. And this is the perfect end to this conversation. His guest, Hotep Jesus, who's clearly Team Rogan, because he's been invited onto the show. He wants to support the host. He says, even if it's fake, the fake is usually the warning. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, what kind of... How would you possibly police... People growing their own food. Like, they can't even stop people growing weed. <laughs> and now they're going to try and stop people growing carrots and fucking zucchinis and shit. Fuck me, man. Yeah. Not funny. Just <laughs> anger at the moment. Well, what I love about this is that Joe Rogan kept this in the podcast. Yeah. I want you to think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's true. It's a three-hour podcast, so yeah. it's not like he needs the content. Uh-huh. It's not like he's trying to make up time here. Yeah. This is a two-minute clip that could have easily been cut from the podcast. But not only, not only has it not been cut, the whole thing is up on YouTube I mean, and that's filmed and now it's... Like, I wonder what his idea of the podcast is. Like, it's that it's it's not a source of news or facts. It's entertainment. And, that, I mean, that is very entertaining to say something completely <laughs> untrue, <laughs> presented as truth, and then, you know, send it out into the world. Hey, on this podcast, we only speak truths, like the Jewish space laser the Jewish that space we used laser. to cause bushfires. Exactly. <laughs> But what I think is fascinating is like, so last year there was that big controversy about him spreading misinformation about COVID-19 and Spotify responded by putting up... That's right, all the warnings. Well, they took down some of his previous episodes. I think they took took down like 100 episodes (laughs) and then they put up 
some uh, warnings, yeah. content warnings. Under the episodes. Yeah, just, you know, recommending people go check out, yeah. you know, the WHO or, or local. It's crazy if you scroll down his Spotify feed now, they all have warnings and the ones that don't, you're like, oh, that's him talking about hunting for three hours. <laughs> When they just didn't get on the pandemic. <laughs> that's really funny. It's either hunting or MMA. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's that MMA. thing will fucking cut your head off, man. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is interesting, I thought about this a lot. Do we need to put up warnings on content? Because you'd like to think that people are just... Just critical. Yeah, well, critical. you know, that's another example of us outsourcing our brain power to like external sources, isn't yes. it? Like, yeah, rather than just deciding yourself to be critical of stuff. Yeah. I think like, what they should say is instead of saying, hey, please go check out these uh-huh. source information, I think the content warning should just be, please be aware that Joe Rogan yeah. is a comedian slash MMA fighter yeah. slash commentator. Uh, professional slash head punchy. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably taken a lot of hits to the body yeah. over the course of his years. Yeah, he has no medical expertise. No medical expertise. Most of his guests are not experts either. Yeah. Uh, none of this is real. Yeah. It's purely for the purpose of entertainment yeah. and to keep your mind off things while you're doing yes. the dishes or going on a Dude, long drive. Legit, his fucking smartest, most informed guest is Bill Burr, who says, I don't read and I'm an idiot. That's like the <laughs> smartest thing that has ever been said on the Joe Rogan podcast. And Joe Rogan said, I read, I read headlines yeah, of fake yeah. news articles. <laughs> I read nine to 12 words at a time. <laughs> That's what I think. I just think that do we need to police all content? I think we could just have... I think people just have to understand that everyone is stupid. Yeah. And you shouldn't take anyone's opinion It's correctly. an interesting road to go down, isn't it? Because then if we're starting putting like labels on content, you can see a few steps away is someone going, I believed this because it didn't have a label on it. Whose fault is that? Yes. This is someone else's fault that I did the dumb thing because the information no, wasn't... it's your fault for just believing yeah, something stupid. Yeah, a fucking idiot. I've got a theory that... I've been trying to work into stand-up as well, but I'd like to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. it. I am against free speech. Yeah, nice. So I don't think speech should be free. Yeah. I think you should have to pay to speak. <laughs> 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 and I, I know funny. that's ironic <laughs> yeah. considering I'm doing a podcast right now yes. and I do stand-up comedy and totally. sometimes I even get paid to do stand-up yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, over the years, you probably say on balance you've lost money <laughs> doing stand-up, <laughs> so you money. are paying to speak. <laughs> that's true, actually. <laughs> I've, I think I've earned the right to speak because yeah. I have suffered enough yeah. over the years totally. to, to go on stage and talk. But I think that because speech is free... It's devalued speech. Sure. And it means that anyone can say anything at any time yeah. and it doesn't matter. So Joe Rogan can speak for free uh-huh. and his speech is often quite valueless. Yeah. And that's because you didn't have to pay anything to say it. Yeah. This is like the example that I've that I've been thinking about. This was a few years ago. I was in Perth and there was a meth head on a skateboard who rode past me. And as he rode past me, he yelled out the Chinese government is fucking your grandmother. <laughs> that's so good. That's a true quote from yeah. a meth head in Perth. Yeah. And at the time I thought, well, that's clearly not true. Yeah. Because it cost that man nothing to say yes. that. Yes. That's free speech. The Chinese government doesn't have the physical embodiment to fuck your grandma. <laughs> it's, it's more of a concept than yeah, a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, well, that can't be true. But 
if you had to pay to speak, if you had to pay like a dollar uh-huh. a word, yes. that guy rode past me and said, the Chinese government is fucking your grandmother. You I'd be-, be like, oh, well, he's spent $7 to communicate that to uh-huh. me. Xi Jinping is obviously in bed with my yeah. my late grandmother Esther Weitzman. Either, either that's really funny, Weitzman. Either that, or um, this man's you know um, like street corner meth business is going well enough that he can afford to be frivolous with his <laughs> yeah. with his words. I think that's yeah, that's the point. I think that if you if you if we made speech cost yeah then you'd be impressed by people yeah, who use words yeah yeah like, like if well, i came in well. here and went oh yeah. you'd be like must be nice must be nice <laughs> like only elon musk and jeff bezos yeah, would have the to value that. to speak man i was thinking um this just on the responsibility thing i love this idea i'm a big fucking yuval noah harari fanboy uh one of yours sorry um, who's this person yuval noah harari is an israeli academic he wrote that book sapiens Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm aware of the and book, yes. There's uh, just on the, like, this is, I just thought of this before about the idea of responsibility and how we always are like, whose fault is it that I did this thing or that mm. what this happened? In the Enlightenment, before the Enlightenment, when God was at the center of our society, the idea was like, when things happen, we don't know why things happen because we don't have science yet. So it's always God. Mm. So if there's a drought, or a plague, we're not trying to figure out why the scientific reason why that happened. We're just like, God is punishing us. And that's bad because you don't get to see why things happen and fix them. But it's good because it allows you to accept God did that and that's just what happened. And it's you a move sense on. of closure. Yeah. But then in the Enlightenment, we flipped it. So it's not God anymore. It's us. And the idea, the key idea in the Enlightenment was that we have the power to know these unknown things and everything in the universe is unknown. At some point, we can know that mm. if we apply the scientific method. And that's great because it allows us to develop vaccines and think about climate change and all these causes of bad things. But the upshot is that every time something bad happens, rather than accepting it, we go, why? And so something like a pandemic happens and we're like, whose fault is this? And we've got to find them. And it's like, it's not, what do you mean whose fault? Like it doesn't have to be a Chinese lab leak or the Illuminati. So things can just happen sometimes. It's a fascinating idea because during the Black Death, the yeah. plague yeah. in the medieval times, there wouldn't have been conspiracy theorists. Yeah. They all would have just been, like, have been oh, like, oh, it's God, God punishing God hates us. us. Or maybe they would have burned a few women, whatever. <laughs> actually, <But> actually <laughs> I mean, look, there's that's the cost of doing business yeah. in the medieval times. <laughs> I will say this, though. The Jews the Jews actually got blamed for the Black Plague yeah, during really? medieval times. So because, well, what did you guys do? Well, I mean... <laughs> This is before our space Let's laser. go back through the minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get Marjorie Green Taylor on the podcast next week to talk about this. But we, we as Jewish people keep kosher. Part yeah. of keeping kosher is you wash your hands thoroughly before you eat. Oh. So Jewish communities at the time, they were a bit more hygienic than probably the rest of you, you know, scum mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Just yeah. eating with your fucking yeah. dirty, plague-ridden hands. We scum. And so... The Jewish community, I think, had lower instances yeah, wow. of the plague. As a result, the Gentiles thought it, that the Jews were behind and thought the Jews were poisoning the wells. Isn't that so interesting? I and love we still do poison the wells, yeah. but we try to keep that under wraps. <laughs> it's rest. on the DL. It's not a death poison. It's like a mind control poison. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love the idea, the the like received wisdom in those ancient, you know, like... 
like isn't uh, kosher, like not eating pig and not eating shellfish because those meats are like really dangerous mm. if you don't store them properly. So there would have been higher incidences of like disease or whatever in those. Yes. Me- like this stuff was like founded on things that were apt at the time. Yes. That's so cool. And it's so cool to know that like people 3,000 or whatever years ago when the Old Testament was written did know that you should wash your hands. And then somehow we forgot and Jewish people were still like, God said, wash our hands, so we're going to keep doing it and we don't even know why, you know? Yeah, and that's yeah. that's beautiful a couple thousand years ago, but it shits me today that for some reason we still can't eat bacon and ham. Yeah, and yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, have you had a prawn? It's fucking outstanding. They're so good, Have man. a marinara. It's yeah. worth the risk. The Italians, man, they're heathens, but they fucking took cooking <laughs> pasta. So, um, Aiden, I want to talk to you about... Um, Another great gaffe that I just came across on Twitter. Uh-huh. So, of course, Joe Rogan yeah. you know, does his dumb thing. But in one of the Joe Rogan, I'm not going to say acolyte, but someone in the same space as him has also, great word. has also done something stupid. So, you know, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. The man who tells everyone to... Yeah, make your bed make and your fucking bed. suck your own dick and whatever. <laughs> I think that's like step a two real, on the 12 a steps. A real man sucks his own dick. <laughs> 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 you need you don't need one of these chicks. <laughs> be self I'm trying to teach men to be independent, <laughs> self-sufficient. <laughs> so Jordan Peterson uh, went. He was on. He's on Twitter, and the backstory is that Sports Illustrated had a plus-size model on the front cover mm-hmm. of their magazine. Yeah, and Jordan Peterson retweeted the front cover, mm-hmm. and he wrote in his tweet. I, I, I'm so excited for this. Oh, you haven't I seen this? Oh, wait to hear what he said. <laughs> this is the tweet. It starts off with "Sorry, full stop." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Sorry, full stop. Not beautiful." And no amount of authoritarian tolerance Sick. is going to change that. Great. So that's his tweet. Now, yeah. do you think he's really sorry there? No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if he defended the tweet by saying, I said sorry. Oh, I, I said mean, fucking sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said sorry and then I went and said the thing yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's fascinating that Jordan Peterson views this as the as government overreach yeah i think it's funny that jordan peterson subscribes to the idea of objective beauty you know that's a really deep thing from jordan peterson that's crazy isn't it it's like why say that what you know like all he's saying is like hey by the way i think you're ugly it's like why does that upset him so much there's a fat person on the cover of a fucking magazine great don't buy the magazine who cares you yes. know? Some people find that person attractive and some people yeah. don't. I yeah. mean, that's you could say that about everyone in the world. Yeah, actually, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I think that's a that's quite old, you know, <laughs> that saying. I think the Jews said that yeah. back in medieval times. <laughs> no. <laughs> beauty is oh. in the eye of the pig. <laughs> it's just a fascinatingly strange take on the topic. And, of course, he got a lot of hate like on, pilloried. On, tw- got pilloried yeah. on Twitter. That's a great word. And as a result, he's now decided to quit... Twitter. Has he? I love it when people announce. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing on social media is when people announce that yeah, they're leaving totally. social media as if people are meant to be like, no. Yo, please. Stay. Yeah, yeah, come on. We love you. <laughs> One more drink, Jordan. 
so, so he's come out and written this. Um, the endless flood of vicious insult is really not something that can be experienced anywhere else. And that's true. I mean... Yeah, I mean, he fucking started it, man. <laughs> you literally insulted someone and then you're having a cry about people insulting you. What the fuck? This guy's a baby. It's very, very childish. He needs yeah. to... He should probably go make his I, bed. I, I, only, <laughs> I only saw him, like, his face for the first time recently. And like he just looks like a little fucking skinny gnome, doesn't he? He's got a weird, like the weird beard and everything. Hey, I I, I don't subscribe to any objective yeah. idea of yeah. beauty. <laughs> yeah, he no amount like of authoritarian tolerance is going to tell me he's an ugly man. <laughs> <laughs> he's objectively beautiful, and he's clearly had a go at close up magic at some point in his life. hundred percent, he's yeah. had a go at close up magic. And then he goes on to say, I like to follow the people I know, but I think the incentive stru- the incentive structure of the platform makes it intrinsically and dangerously insane. And that is true yeah. because Twitter certainly does platform sure. insanity. Yes. And then he goes on to say this. I love this. I told my staff to change my password to keep me from temptation mm-hmm. and am departing once again. I like how he's at once, once again. again he's quitting. He's left- it's like he's quitting smoking, you know. <laughs> He'll be back. But I like how he's got he's got a team of people around him and he's like, you got to change my password because yeah. I don't have self-control. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like, what did he think was going to happen when he did that? Did he think that everyone was going to be like, yeah, pizza, man, you fucking got it. Have a go at that fucking woman, man. You get her sucked in, you know? Like, and everyone's going to carry him out. And Of course, you're being a fucking asshole. <laughs> It it frustrates me that he is perceived to be a very intellectual man by Mm -hmm. his supporters, conservatives. You would say that he's acting quite emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) Devoid of logic. (laughs) I don't want to think that people are cynical, you know? Like, I want to think that that he believes those things that he says. But it's so difficult to believe that when it's so clearly wrong to be like, you really haven't thought about this? Like, because the other half is like, well, maybe he knows that it's wrong and he says it because it's like clickbaity or whatever. Yes. But I don't want to believe that because I don't think people are like that. So you like to think that he genuinely believes Believed. That, <laughs> yeah. that this plus size model, Yumi Nu, is an example of authoritarian tolerance. I, I reckon he... I reckon he see or he feels people and sees people going this person is beautiful and he feels that as them telling him that he has to think that she's beautiful <laughs> and, and that's upsetting to him because he feels like it's all about him and so seeing her on that front cover feels like an attack on the way that he sees the world so he feels attacked and that's why he's become angry and gone fuck you that's fatty. so that's <laughs> so interesting yeah i think that's there's definitely something to that the yeah. way that people take things extremely personally yeah even though they're completely and it's just not about you it's yes. just like as someone being on the cover of a magazine could not be less about jordan peterson yes you this know? is clearly about celebrating women yeah. who might not be a size zero or whatever yeah and maybe it was really hard like until recently and even now to have that kind of body and so we're like you know what this is sick and anyone else who has that you can feel good because here's someone that you can look up to and Jordan Peterson sees that as an attack on I, himself I also think that it's really dumb to attack the rise of plus size modeling mm-hmm. because people always say oh this is just an example of wokeism or whatever yeah but I think, if anything, it's more an example just of straight capitalism. Yeah, totally. There's a there's a hole in the market. <laughs> so how market. do we fucking capitalize? Totally. Most, most women do not look like yes. a supermodel. Yeah. 
So it makes perfectly logical sense yeah. to now start making clothing for women of that size totally. and to put them on your magazine and say, hey, if you're a size 10, 12, 14, whatever, uh-huh. we've got great clothes for you that will make you look really good. Yeah. So it's just it's not an example of wokeism. It's that's just an example of capitalism. Totally true. And that's why I get really pissed off by the insanity uh-huh. of conservative people who are always chanting, go woke, go broke. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I love how people assume that if something rhymes, it's got to be true. <laughs> you know, like oh, Adam and it was Adam and Eve, not Adam, Adam and, and Steve. Steve. <laughs> you know, like is that re- that's your argument? Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. Now the liberals are like it won't be easy under Albanese. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, they're just people just love a rhyme, yeah, obviously because totally. it takes hold somewhere in your deep lizard brain yeah, somewhere, yeah. and you just can remember it for ages. But it's like, it's like the woke stuff. It, it isn't an example of authoritarianism because people are doing it outside of the government. It's an example of straight libertarianism. <laughs> yes. This is market forces. This is what you wanted. This is the and free market like, working. The market doesn't agree with me, <laughs> agree with my moral views. Well, you're upset with capitalism yeah. for trying to make money off people's yeah. moral stances. Yeah, man. That's exactly what capitalism is, is about yeah, inherently. Totally. So I remember, and I think at the first time I had this thought was when Colin Kaepernick who, if you don't remember, was um, the, the NFL knee. player who took the knee during uh, the national anthem in order to protest police brutality. And he subsequently became an ambassador for Nike. So they had him in a couple yeah, of ads. Yeah. And clearly Nike chose him to be in their ads because they are a very big money corporation. Yeah, because they know <laughs> black people like sneakers. <laughs> They know that. (laughs) You've seen all those sneakerhead things? It's like four out of five of those guys are black. (laughs) Have you seen the NBA? They're all wearing sneakers. (laughs) And so everyone was like, oh, Nike has gone work. Now they're going to go broke. And then, you know, all these idiot Republicans, MAGA guys were... Filming themselves burning their, oh, shoes, burning their shoes in That's their backyards awesome. in like a and little fire pit. And their shoes probably wouldn't light because they're made of like fire retardant <laughs> materials. <laughs> and they're like, come on. <laughs> but it's so funny to me that they spent, you know, two, three hundred dollars on a pair of shoes yeah. and then they burn it. Yeah. And they think they're somehow That's winning. That's a victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just lost a few hundred dollars. Is that what you're trying to totally. say? And so everyone was saying, oh, Nike's going to work. They're going to go broke. And I don't think it hurt their profit margins. They still so. seem to be doing pretty well. You know what would hurt their profit margins? Paying their workers a reasonable <laughs> way. <laughs> but they're not going to do that. <laughs> it's so funny that people were accusing Nike of going woke. Yeah. And I'd love Nike to be like, have you seen yeah. the sweatshops we've got going in Bangladesh? We are as far as you can be from woke. These children in Bangladesh would love it if we went woke. Man, have you seen how funny is that Damien Power bit when he does the Nike thing? He's yeah. like, I wish they had honest ads. It yes. was just Nike, fuck you. <laughs> You'll never be me. <laughs> great, great. Go check Such out Damien Power. Go check out that bit. It's that's his gala fun. set from 2021. Yeah, he's a killer. Oh my God. But I just think it's fascinating the way in which um, people think that this is wokeism yeah. and you know cultural... Whatever you want to call it, cultural fascism is what they call it. But no, I think you're actually just confusing that with actual Mm -hmm. capitalism. Yeah. Now, one of the greatest gaffes I've ever seen in my life, Aiden Jones, and this is 
clearly a reason why we can't have free speech anymore. I think if the Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson examples are not evidence enough that free speech is a problem, uh, I think Greg Norman's gaffe this oh, week yeah. has got to be evidence enough. What did he say? People make mistakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the context is that he is the CEO of a new golf league called the LIV Golf Invitational Nice. that is funded... By partly by the Saudi yeah. Arabian royal family. Yeah, great. Is and that uh, Mohammed bin Salman, that guy? MBS, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So if you don't know much about the Saudi Arabian royal family, they're in the news every now and again. And usually when they're in the news, something horrific has happened. So recently they were in the news because they executed 81 prisoners on one yeah. day, Yeah, many of whom I think were just considered political dissidents. Yeah. And then, of course, they were in the news a couple of years ago when they uh, murdered and dismembered a yeah. journalist who wrote for the Washington Post, Jamal yeah, Khashoggi. American journalist, yeah. And so they uh, asked Greg Norman, like, how do you react yeah, to what do you your golf tournament being funded by these people? And he's... His quote is outstanding. He says, everybody has owned up to it, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) He said he did it. (laughs) Not even punished, just like he said that he did it. He just came out and said he did it. No one punished him. And then he goes on to say, it has been spoken about from what I've read going going on what you guys reported. And then he goes on, he speaks about it as if like he's a football coach talking about his team underperforming in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah. He goes, take ownership no matter what it is, which I just love that quote. And then he says, look, we've all made mistakes and you just want to learn from these mistakes. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've all accidentally Dude. lured a journalist yes. to an embassy. And then shot them in the back of the head. <laughs> and then dismembered the body <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. tried to hide the Big night out, you know, <laughs> things mean, happen. <laughs> we've all been to Revolver at 3am. <laughs> Full of journalists. <laughs> it's so funny that like, okay, so I'm a football fan, like soccer, follow the English Premier League, my team, Tottenham Hotspur. And um, interesting, we actually just, uh, so our like arch rivals, Arsenal, we beat them on Thursday and then they had to play Newcastle United. Now, Newcastle United were just eight months ago bought by um, that Mohammed bin Salman. I think yes. it's called the Saudi Sports Fund, yes. which like they go, he has no involvement, but he's like the chairman of the board of the fund. And they're like, yeah, 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 but he's not going to have any involvement. And they just let, there's like these fair and proper owners tests in the Premier League and they did those tests and they're like, all good. <laughs> yeah, all sweet. So he's just bought Newcastle. And uh, on Monday night, Newcastle beat Arsenal, which means that Tottenham over Arsenal will probably be in the Champions League next year, which is huge. So I reckon fine. <laughs> I reckon fine. But so, so long as they're helping your they've team helped my boys make it to the Champions get in League. The Champions League, which is also probably funded by spurious, <laughs> you know, money and sources. You know what? If they want to dismember another journalist, I think uh-huh. they've earned the right after that. But here's the funny thing to me, right? Is that there's a lot of coverage. I'm like a fucking I'm avid Guardian reader. I've read it says I've read like four thousand articles in the last year, which can't be correct but because <laughs> you don't pay there for any of them. that many hours in the day but it, it's i've read a lot and they're always talking in the football articles and podcasts and stuff about the newcastle money and it's like a big point of chat and um the coach of newcastle eddie howe has been asked like a few times but there's so football coaches especially like coaches of those teams like that or manchester city 
get asked about the sources of the money so often and eventually the reporters get tired and stop asking but when they do ask they're so practiced greg norman has clearly <laughs> never been asked one of these questions so he's not there ready so he's just fucking swinging from the hip i mean yeah, man i don't know like it happens look at my hat in greg norman's defense he only just found out that saudi arabia is a country <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm learning about this all in real time. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, what is a journalist? So fair enough. I mean, it's he probably was, you know, it was probably was sprung on him in that press conference. He probably is just thinking, I'm just here to launch a golf tournament. Yeah, yeah. I'm not here to talk about the dismembering of journalists. Totally. And how are these two things even connected? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but what I do think, find is interesting is how we all do like to have a sense of moral authority and we all like to condemn Saudi Arabia for doing bad stuff. But then at the same time, we are also trying to strike a deal with them to get their oil in order to reduce petrol prices. So that we can get rid of Russia. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So it's just so hypocritical that we're like, oh, Saudi Arabia is pretty crook. And then it's like, we're literally trying to strike deals with them in, through via back channels so that uh-huh. we don't have to pay $2 at the pump. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we could just be building solar panels. And this is the thing. It, it comes up quite regularly that people get condemned for associating with Saudi Arabia. Georgia Love, who formula Bachelorette star. Okay, of and course. You, of course. You, you act like I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Love! Oh, oh, I know you do, but you know, some of our listeners <laughs> might, not be, ingrates, yeah. they might not be au fait with Georgia Love. <laughs> Uh, you said no French in this fucking house. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just our listeners are very dumb. So I have to explain who everyone is. So uh, Georgia Love and her partner Lee Elliott were criticized a couple of months ago because they accepted an invitation from Saudi Arabia, along with a number of other influencers, to go and travel around Saudi Arabia, take some photographs, mm-hmm. you know, tag, yes. visit Saudi Arabia, whatever. Yeah. A lot of people attack them for, you know, that hypocrisy in supporting a regime that's abused so many human rights over the years and i just think that's bad that they accepted the invitation yeah but also hey we've been locked down for a couple of months yeah we'd all love to go overseas for a trip i mean buildings out there i'm not gonna lie i do see all of those influencer snaps and i'm like i wouldn't mind going to dubai (laughs) it looks great it looks great it looks great if isis got in got in touch with me and we're like hey we're actually looking for people to promote our new caliphate i'd be like your caliphate (laughs) i'm sure they've all we've all made mistakes (laughs) (laughs) been like Look, I've never seen a cave before or wherever they <laughs> hang out. I don't know where they hang out. Do they still hang out in caves? I think they're probably... Was that Al-Qaeda? Well, Al-Qaeda were in caves, yeah, but I'm yeah, sure yeah. ISIS probably now have been driven underground too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, you've got to do what you got to do to get a free trip. Yes, you know, uh, Lionel Messi, uh, probably the highest paid footballer in the world. Um, it was just last week. So, he's accepted, yeah, one of those like um, travel to uh, Saudi sponsorships. Mm. And he's also uh, like a... a commercial partner for the Qatar World Cup in December. So he's both sides, man. <laughs> he's taken all of the fucking... Because famously there, they've had like basically slave labor building their stadiums for the last decade and like 3,000 people have died in the bad conditions. And yeah, I think Nike is opening up a sweatshop there, yeah. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful stuff. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Leo Messi, highest paid footballer in the world and then taking money from both these places. And I think someone tweeted the other day, like, a guy's got to eat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much you can do with yeah. 300 million euros. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, if anyone from ISIS is listening to this, um, I'm open to offers. Get into my DMs. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can make this partnership work. Yeah, and work. if you would uh, prefer a Gentile spruiking your product, I am all for, my DMs are open. Yeah, <laughs> we're in direct competition for the ISIS buck. <laughs> That's how this podcast ends. Yeah. <laughs> Competing for ISIS's attention. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden Jones, thank you so much for joining me and making history on episode three of this yes. podcast. I think we've solved a lot of problems and I think we've explained why we need to end free speech. Which Absolutely. Is why this will be the final and, podcast. And as we said, making history as the first mixed race guest on your podcast. It's yes. been, it's about time, <laughs> mate. Well, it hey, is about time. I'd be worried because, you know, you go work, you go broke. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was going to be the white money making podcast. Uh, at I least the first hundred episodes, just until we steady the shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Obviously, Instagram, yeah. TikTok, Aiden Jones Comedy. Aiden Jones Comedy. You've got Instagram, your own podcast TikTok, as well. Sitting under a tree every Tuesday forever, uh, talking about my feelings, laughing at my own jokes and stories. Yeah. You got uh, some shows coming up you'd like to I've plug? I've got, uh, yeah, I'm doing Brisbane in a couple of weeks at the start of June. I'm doing some shows in Newcastle in July. Uh, and I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe in August. All of that is on my website, www.aidenjonescomedy.com. Fantastic. And also you can watch my special there as well. Check out that special. It's very good. And if things go well, you might be able to add a show in Dubai perhaps. Oh, that would be absolutely <laughs> incredible. Would love to add a show in Dubai. As I said, DM's open. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me, mate. Thanks for having me, mate.